Hey, Daniel here from Markers on the Map, and this week, the gaming adventure delves into the world of the undead in Zombie Army 4, Dead War. We've also got a lot of news to cover this week, including E3's digital event, the Borderlands movie, and a PlayStation Studios game launching on Xbox Game Pass? Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. To surpass Knuckles. What? We need to create an echidna to surpass Knuckles. So I've been I've been brainstorming here. I've been thinking of all the ideas of what could be the most radical echidna ever. And I came up with a new character entitled Blastwave the Echidna. Alright. Now we just gotta think of a nice theme for him, like... He's dark and shadowy, like Shadow, except he's cooler. And he's cooler than Knuckles. And he he grew up in the mean streets of Dark City, uh, a, a spot way off in the far-off corners of Gameland. And he, he has the ultimate goal of becoming the coolest echidna in the land, an echidna to surpass even Knuckles. I have no idea what you're even talking about, but for sure, yeah, we'll go with an echidna that's better than Knuckles. You don't think there could be an echidna better than Knuckles? Hey, I think Knuckles is the ultimate echidna. There's nothing to be better than him. But see, Blastwave could have a mech suit. But then Knuckles could have a mech suit too, couldn't he? Only way he could be better than Knuckles... No, there's, no, no, there's nothing coming to mind. There's nothing better than Knuckles. Maybe if he re-released a certain figure, he would be better than <sighs> Knuckles. <laughs> what if... What if his... Alright, I know how to make him better. You know how, like, Sonic loves, like, you know, like, chili dogs? He does. He's known to consume a chili dog every now and then. And Knuckles is, like, I guess he likes pumpkins, right? True, true. Because of Pumpkin Hill. (laughs) Yeah. What if our echidna, what if he eats a main mission? A double main mission with cheese. (laughs) I agree. And he could have a catchphrase, too. But Tuesday is very passe. He's going to say, I would gladly pay you Wednesday for a main mission today. I was going to say that was his cash base too. That was on my mind. Oh, man. Okay, so like a special edition Blastwave the Echidna main mission with cheese deluxe meal in our near future is what you're saying. And, and the commercial will say it's an Echidna worthy to beat knuckles yeah a a double main mission on double cheese with grilled onions yeah good i like this idea and he could re-release that spawn figure you wanted but todd mcfarlane could also (sighs) do that oh no don't we've been discussing for for some reason i don't know why i i'm i i love spawn i'm a big spawn fan and i knew about the kickstarter about the original like 95 figure and I didn't pick it up, and now I'm seeing like photos of it, and I'm just like, man, 
why didn't I pick it up? It's it's one of those things that happens a lot with games too, especially limited run. Like I realized I had forgotten to order uh, the Samurai Jack game from them, and now I'm like super regretting it because I actually it for some reason it passed me by. So you know, we we like figures here when we like games here, and there's like limited issue things for both of oh, them. Man. Goes for comic books and even books sometimes, but there's a lot of regret to be had when. When you don't hump on something, I guess, but then you have to turn to eBay. <laughs> I would gladly pay Tommy McFarlane Tuesday for a Spawn figure on Monday. <laughs> and I, I wish Limited Run would reopen some Samurai Jack copies. I hope, I hope that Spawn movie gets made fast, and they start making figures for that movie, or just something, or re-release a standard version of that uh, reissue of the original ninety-five, like a tie-in. Yes. Oh man, things like this happen too. We've talked about it here on the podcast before with um, Discotech always rescuing our favorite um, <laughs> older animes. <laughs> Tell me why, when I mentioned this figure, you said, "Don't worry, Robert. Discotech will buy it. They'll they'll save it." <laughs> They seem to rescue everything, so give it some time. Give it give it six years and Discotech will have it. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm hoping. Cross your fingers. Cross. Anyway. Blast Wave, Spawn, we got it all here on Markers on the Map, a podcast gaming adventure. We are your hosts. My name is Daniel. My friend here is Robert. How have you been this week? Been alright. Uh, actually, actually been getting, uh, it's actually getting pretty good. Actually, things are starting to look up. Things are starting to look up. I've I've just been busy. I've not even gotten to play that much games this week, but that leaves a little extra time for news um, and a little extra time to talk about Monster Hunter as well as a few other things that we tried out this week. So what say you we get right into this? First up, E3. I love E3. Well, I love watching E3, uh, but they didn't have it last year because of the um, pandemic. And this year... It was rumored to be online, and it is going to be online, and it was rumored to have, like, a like a paywall or something, but it's not going mm-hmm. to. It's going to be free. Um, I'm just kind of excited to see all of our gaming announcements in a condensed, like, space for whatever companies are coming to E3 this year. E3, first of all, the whole it was going to be behind a paywall, that was a disappointment, but then, obviously, they cleared the air with that, and they're saying no... It's going to be a digital event this year, which, obviously, I'm for that. You know, keep everything safe. And E3 to to Sony and Nintendo, since they do their whole, like, state of stuff or whatever it is, like, the directs and stuff like that, they can just announce games whenever they feel like it. But not on Nintendo, but mostly on Sony. It's just that, but they haven't done much of those. It's very rare when we get those. Sony hasn't done as many state of plays as I think maybe they could. That's just an opinion, of course, but they're they're not going to be part of this E3, but I guess Nintendo is, and a few other companies. Um, Ubisoft, if I'm correct. I think everyone, except for now, Sony and EA have not confirmed if they're going to be there or mm. not. So it's like, it's not like going to be a small thing or anything. It's not like companies are dropping out or anything, but um, yeah. Sony hasn't done an E3 in a while. Nintendo has cemented itself as like the king of online announcements like videos with their nintendo directs i don't think anybody gets as excited for anything as much as they do for those 
um, not even E3 press conferences. So um, if they do an E3 Direct, that's awesome because it just means one thing. Some of those rumors we've we've got going every week here might come true. <laughs> now, if Sony were to do, if, hypothetically, if they were to announce they're not doing it this year, but if they were to do it, what you know what would what would your money be on what would you gamble with like i think they'll announce this and that we'd likely see more god of war footage is that the safe bet would you i don't know would you will we see more god of war footage i i'm assuming definitely horizon we might see a gameplay demo of horizon maybe some god of war footage if sony were to do an e3 and i'm not saying that we probably won't see the stuff this year from sony themselves um I don't think we'd see Elden Ring at Sony's, though. I think we're going to see Elden Ring at Microsoft's. Now, this is Microsoft is ha- doing E3 this year. My hope is that they have been working and making, and, you know, they've been doing things with that Bethesda contract, or that they bought Bethesda. Oh, like they've already so, got something in the works? Yeah, like I hope they, I hope they announce certain games or titles or in-the-work projects that can, you know, I don't know if they've gotten started on like exclusives yet or even if I, I, I hesitate to say whether or not the Xbox Bethesda exclusives would be like AAA or maybe smaller scope games or something like that. Um, but I that remains to be seen. Bethesda and Microsoft is one of the most interesting stories I think we've covered on the podcast so far because the potential for it to go either way is like still up in the air. Oh, you, oh Ubisoft is doing their event. You know what? from ubisoft that star wars game aren't they making that yeah they are apparently making a star wars game that i do not think we will see this year um but maybe we'll see that star wars game that's coming out for the switch that one i see now that one looks interesting yeah the free-to-play one yeah um i don't think ea's star wars game is going to get shown off this year if it does it'll be concept art Maybe in the vein of how EA used to do it, like, before Battlefront came out, you show some concept art, something like that. Capcom, I think, is going to be there? Resident Evil 8, for sure. No. Um, no, May. it'll be out it'll by It'll be then. out by me, yeah. Um, Capcom, maybe. Devil May Cry. Dead Rising 5. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, that would be pretty cool if they have, like, a back-to-basics Dead Rising, like, one style hear me out nintendo announces the switch pro Ooh, at e3 i like that maybe 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 <laughs> with 60 frames updates to all our favorite switch games that what, aren't already 60 frames. what if tommy crawling was like you know what i'm re-releasing the spawn nes game <laughs> remastered <laughs> with the figure and I, I would be on that i would say give that to dot emu or way forward who are masters of beat-em-ups nowadays see that that is my dream right there if i honestly do have now that i think about it, if i do have a dream game to have is getting that spawn game that beat-em-up game from the SNES, and just remaster that with arcade graphics give it to the streets of rage 4 people that's all i'm saying <sighs> that's a good idea see come on they make a good beat-em-up i'll tell you that much i mean that turtle one for sure we're getting on that oh absolutely i'm day one for that Anyway, E3. I guess we'll watch it. <laughs> well, well, we'll watch it for sure. Absolutely. Um, but speaking of cool announcements out of nowhere, and I'm not tripping because there is another Pac-Man Battle Royale that actually came out for Stadia, the Pac-Man Tunnel one, and I thought this oh, was this it. No, 
Pac-Man 99. It's like Tetris 99, but Pac-Man. So Mario 35 died so Pac-Man 99 could live. And the trailer for this game sold me on it. I'm going to spend hours on this game. It looks incredible. <laughs> you know, you know, sad for about Mario 35, rest his soul. But uh, <laughs> Pac-Man 99, yeah. See, the Tetris, I did try Tetris 99. It was okay. I, I'm not that much into it like how you are. I know you did yeah. all the events, but Pac-Man 99, I might get behind that one because I do like the Pac-Man arcade game. Pac-Man is a bit more of a straightforward game than Tetris, but that also means that your 98 competitors are all going to be fairly competent because Pac-Man is a is one of those games that's designed to be easy to pick up, hard to master. Most people have heard of Pac-Man and know the general idea. You move around, you eat dots. You don't have to think about lining up your rows like in Tetris or mm-hmm. anything like that. But I like that this one's added some gimmicks to make it not just another Pac-Man game. Pac-Man is fun, but after so much of it, you're like, eh, it's okay. Um, but this has ghost trains. You you make ghost trains, and you send ghosts off to other people, and when you get the super ghost train, you send, like, 10 or 20 ghosts at other people. It, it, that shakes things up in a more interesting way. We'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll still give it a try. Uh, Pac-Man pro tip of the day or something i don't know i don't know this this will be a one-time series but uh figure out what the ghosts do each ghost actually has a purpose like they're not colored different just to look different no each ghost does have a purpose in what they do some chase you some trick you some don't do anything and some of them try to uh, outmaneuver you so now will they retain that for this yeah so if you actually want to guess get good at pac-man just figure out what the ghosts do that's how most people know how to play pac-man and then on top of that there's tons of dlc that's coming out for it that changes the way your screen looks um add some new features some new modes and this leads me into well maybe they'll do a physical version like they did for tetris 99 because i would hands down be there day one for a physical copy of this oh man with with the Tetris, it didn't come with the physical cartridge though. It just came with like. No, uh, no, it did. Oh, it did. I have a physical Tetris oh. ninety nine cartridge with all the DLC on it. I did not. I, didn't, I thought it was just a, a code that gave you the DLC. No, no, it 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 came it came with the cartridge and a year of Nintendo Switch Online. Another Pac Man Pro tip of today: uh, don't blow into the cartridges. Oh yeah, definitely don't blow into the cartridges. <laughs> That's not nothing with Pac-Man, but I'm just gonna say that for this episode. You, you definitely can't do that with the Switch cartridges, though. That's true. But but don't like lick them. Oh yeah, they have that bitter. <laughs> uh, they have some kind of coating on it. Yeah, so which is I think that's actually pretty smart. Mm-hmm. All right, here's something that I don't think either of us were expecting. No Man's Sky got another giant, massive free dlc update out of nowhere (laughs) again it's always out of nowhere so this is expeditions um you start from a fixed point from a new mode you can have a shared journey with your uh with other people there's phases in each expedition which have milestone challenges they're open-ended there's like all sorts of like achievement things as far as i can see there's phases it's just what every time i uninstall this game which is a lot because 
I like I was telling you before, um, the gameplay loop of crafting mm-hmm. is hard for me to get into, despite everything in No Man's Sky and, by extension, Minecraft being interesting. The crafting is really what gets me, like, disinterested, per se. But, like, every time I uninstall this game, like, the next week, some massive new update with a ton of new gameplay features. Like, I remember when they added, like, dungeons, like, through, like, um, derelict ships that you could explore. And I remember when they first added, like, the... I think there's a mech or something. You could build your base. It's like, that game... How are they still adding things to it? How have they not added everything to that game yet? I mean, like like I said, dude, with anything that has passion in it, it is unlimited, you know, it's just unli- unlimited, you know, ideas. Yeah. Unlimited, I want to say power, but it's unlimited ideas, uh, such as, like, uh, Death Stranding needs to get a 60 frames, you know, patch. Oh, Death Stranding <coughs> does uh, need to get a 60 frames patch. Dev Redemption 2, come on, throws yeah, a bone I would, here. I would agree with you on that one. They, they're not just throwing the bone. They're throwing the whole... They're throwing the whole... I don't know. They just, they're just doing more than just throwing a bone. They're throwing a bone with, I guess, a glass of milk. Honestly, if it weren't for the crafting, like, gameplay portion, I might be on this game like for hours and hours a week but the the crafting kind of turns me off but man if this doesn't make me want to hop back in every time no man's sky gets an update it's like uh you scroll through the page for like five minutes and you're still seeing new stuff and you're like what the heck (laughs) i like the i like the no man's sky team anyone who stuck with no man's sky they're getting their rewards out of it they're getting the worth out of it if you stuck with no man's sky and I'll admit, I have I, I traded my original copy in, but I rebought um, Beyond. I think when it came out, mm-hmm. wow, is all I gotta say. They have not only turned it around, they've, as far as I'm concerned, they've overdelivered on the promise. Now there's more stuff here than what was promised at launch, at least as far as I can tell. And the sandworms are there. I've seen them in the, the game. Think the about sandworms. like this. They could have just made a second one. They could have, but they chose not to. I know. That's pretty cool. It's like they could have made Xenoverse 3 by now, but Xenoverse 2 is still getting DLC. Oh, yeah. So that's No Man's Sky. Street Fighter V had a spring update um, this past Tuesday um, where they showed off Oro and Rose. Um, Oro's set to come out this summer. He's got a few new tricks up his sleeve. Rose is set up to come on April 19th. I'm pretty excited for that. Man, see, now here's the thing. We got, we kind of got all three DLC characters by now. But there's still one more missing. And I think they're playing with fire here. Because I can't remember the last time one of the Street Fighter V characters wasn't leaked. Uh I felt like yesterday would have been the perfect time to reveal it. Just to be safe. (laughs) I still feel deep down... It will be, it will be a Tekken character. I think that it'll be C Viper. I think either C Vi- I think safe bet C Viper. But deep down, I'm like, what if they did put a Tekken character? Because they put Akuma in Tekken Seven. That's true, and it would be cool. I think it's C Viper because I did see a picture. Because when Rose wins, she throws a tarot card down. Uh huh. And I think it's who she defeated. And the picture I saw had a C Viper tarot card on it. So I'm like, maybe they did reveal the character or something. 
A, a secret reveal that a secret reveal. only a few will get. But I think deep down we all know who we want it to be. I think we know who we want it to be too. You want it Knuckles. to be Knuckles? I was going to say Glover, <laughs> but I guess we'll go with Knuckles. Well, Knuckles wears gloves, and that glove could become Glover. That's true. That could be his, uh, his, his, uh, they're called Echo in Smash. That's what they're Yeah, his Echo. <laughs> that could be his Echo character. Uh, they also showed a little bit of footage of Akira from Rival Schools, who is the fourth character in this DLC pass. Um, just a little bit of footage. Looks very cool, and I can't wait to try her out. I doubt she'll be coming out anytime before, like, close to the end of the year, though. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll have to settle for Rose and Oro um, for the time being. Good thing is that they look really cool. Now, Godfall news. That's right. We got Godfall news. <laughs> They're adding matchmaking to Godfall. Oh, that wasn't in the basic game? Nope, that was not in the basic game. Can you believe it? See, now, now this is a problem we had last night where you thought borderlands 3 didn't have cross play from ps4 to ps5 cross gen or cross gen but i've been playing with the friend who's who's on ps4 on borderlands now godfall is from the same company gearbox yes so would it be out of the question they would add more things without really announcing it because they're announcing this do you think they'll add more stuff to it without even announcing it to godfall yeah like they announced this but you think they'll even add more on top of it I mean, I think they'll do their expansion that was promised, but I don't think they're going to add any more, like, super-duper big features. They might improve, you know, something that's already there, but I don't think they're going to add anything giant unless they announce a second expansion pass. But the matchmaking is not something I was expecting, but always something I wanted with this game because of that trial of terror or whatever it's called tower of trials oh (laughs) and getting that trophy but it's a lot of people have probably dropped off a godfall because of the content you know drought for it but there is still an expansion coming um i'm just happy i got to bring up godfall news today (laughs) i'm the only one i know who plays that i forgot about that game i'm not gonna lie i'm like i refuse to uninstall it because I know there's going to be a shift code as soon as I uninstall it. Because the first one was pretty cool. I mean, they enough shift codes for Borderlands 1. And I don't remember ever putting in one in. That's the problem. And then they announced shift codes for Golden Keys. Which they took from you. Oh, yeah. See, that's the thing. I I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe if you, <laughs> maybe they're holding off on all the DLC. But like, nope. You gotta uninstall the game, Daniel. We can't release until you uninstall it. it it'll be a no man's sky situation i'll uninstall the game and then they'll announce a new giant update with like 10 minutes worth of patch notes to go through exactly <laughs> speaking of borderlands we have a plot synopsis for the movie now not sure if i like it uh lilith returns to pandora and finds the atlas ceo's daughter and then forms up with Roland, played by Kevin Hart, Tiny Tina, uh, Krieg, Tannis, and Claptrap. And they protect the girl, and the girl probably has some connection to a vault, from what I can guess, based on how Borderlands goes. But I've, I've I've played a little bit of Borderlands in my life. Just a little. 
this doesn't sound a lot. This doesn't sound like Borderlands to me. We've we've completed all four games through and through, all the way. True, back we and have. Forth. And and Borderlands Three is actually my most played game of all time. <laughs> Borderlands Two, I think there's nothing they can talk about. But my question is that in Borderlands game lore, Atlas is a villain in the first game, and Krieg does not exist in the first game. He only exists in the second game. Tiny Tina also does not exist in the first game. That is true. I mean, she exists, but she's not, I guess, the age they're going to make her. Because in the second game, she's like 13, 12? Something like that. Yeah, like 13, 12. And then in the newest, she's like 20, 21. But it's just going to be weird. Because what if, if it's older Tina, then that just, it's weird that it takes, I don't know. I guess it just, it takes place in its own universe, but. Yeah, I'm like, is Brick or Mordecai going to show up? You can't not have Brick and Mordecai. Come on, the B team. Come on. Now, I don't think they understand how much they have to live up to Borderlands lore in the sense of, even with the third one, do you think there will be any enemy in Borderlands series that will ever beat Handsome Jack? As far as villains go? Yes. It's it's hard to say because there hasn't been yet. Who's to say, uh, who's to say yes or no about the future, but there's been two games since Handsome Jack and the villains haven't surpassed Handsome Jack. Yeah, I would say there's a lot to live up to, especially for us fans, lore fans of of the series. Um, you can you can have a different take on something, but respect the lore is I guess what I'm saying. That's true. That is true. So I'm still not gonna, you know, have any judging of of the Borderlands movie until I see both a trailer and the movie. But um, the plot itself, I don't know. I'll have to wait and see. Um, it's not making it any easier for me to say, oh, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> that, is, that, that is true, yeah. I agree with that. We'll see. It's got a pretty good cast behind it. We just I, need to see if they I guess the characters. Fa- final thoughts on that right now? Eh, that's kind of where we're at. We're kind of... Eh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously Borderlands is my most played series, as well as 3 being the most played game, so I have some reservations about this. I have some preconceptions here that like are like, you know... Maybe it's not fair for me to have such massive preconceptions about what I think this movie should be. So I will let the trailer and the film itself do the talking. Anyway, a couple more things this week for news. Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga delayed. I think every Warner Brothers game this year has been delayed. Um, I'm sad that that game is delayed. See, now, my, we discussed it, uh, we, we had a conversation about it, basically, how, like, why would they delay it, it's just a Lego game, but I guess what you told me is that they are changing the, how the game actually does play, the mechanics and everything. Yeah, the mechanics of it are going to be different, it's going to be not your typical Lego game. I've seen some things from it, some clips and stuff, and what I've read online is, like, the impressions of it are very good, it's going to be a really big game, um, so if they have to delay it, to make it even better than what it already sounds like that's totally fine it's just kind of sad because <laughs> this got announced at e3 <laughs> and remember e3 what wasn't going on last year and i can't remember if it was 2019 or 2000 i think it was 2019 e3 so it's been a while <laughs> it has been a while man eater is getting a dlc truth quest expansion out of nowhere that one of those, one of those that you uninstalled it and next thing you know they're dropping DLC for it. Oh, I did plat, man eater. 
that's a small install too, but I'm just surprised that they're actually going to do some DLC for it. And it's apparently got laser sharks and the like a plot and everything. It's not just going to be missions. It's going to be a story thing. And I hope it's like not expensive because I would love to <laughs> swim around a little more, maybe shoot some lasers. I like shark game. We've talked about it here before, right? Yeah, we've talked about it, how the uh, curse of the PS4 version and you got the plat on PS5. Oh, yeah. Still don't have my PS4 plat for that because of the curse. Mm-hmm. The Borderlands curse. The Borderlands <laughs> curse. Hey, I got a shocking bit of news for you. What else will, what else will we have? What's shocking? Ever heard, of a, ever heard of a game studio called PlayStation Studios? Yeah, I've heard of them. Um, ever heard of a PlayStation exclusive franchise called um, Major League Baseball, the show? Yeah, you know, I, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, I've I've even played it. I, I I bought fourteen and fifteen back when the PS4 came out, and uh, yeah, wouldn't it be weird if that launched on Xbox Series X Game Pass on day one? April 20th, 2021, I believe. Wouldn't that be weird? That would be pretty weird. It's a Sony Studios game. Yeah. So it is. <laughs> <laughs> I guess MLB made the decision to make this game free for Game Pass users. So we did discuss how it was coming to Xbox, but for free? Free in the sense that you're already having the subscription, and yes, it is free. And it's a PlayStation Studios developed game. That's very shocking to see. Um, now, this was, of course, MLB's decision, um, from what I've read, and clearly it's it's their license. That's still so bizarre to see that PlayStation Studios AAA um, former exclusive will be launching day and date on Game Pass. And that just got me thinking about Game Pass. Despite the fact that I don't usually go for C- like the Xbox stuff, Game Pass is something that I wish Sony would kind of take a step towards. I mean, there's PS Now and everything, but Game Pass is kind of a good deal for what you pay for it, especially when you get all these new games day and date like you do. It's a good deal when your slim console costs roughly like 200 bucks, and then you could just obviously pay a monthly subscription to get all those games to stream, installed on your console and everything, so... Yeah, uh, it, it's diff- It's hard to to have that argument when you have to buy something so expensive. But I mean, like with the Xbox One S, was at like you could buy it for two hundred bucks at some point. So it's like it does appeal to a lot of people when yeah. you buy a two hundred dollar platform or a, a box and then you just stream all the games or did you know download them all to your console. Yeah, and I always maintain this. I know I've said this before. Game Pass is a great subscription service. If you're interested in playing a lot of games, yes. but if you're going to use Game Pass to play, you know, an FPS or something for hundreds of hours, maybe don't get Game Pass. Maybe just buy the game. You'll end up saving money in the long run. But if you're interested in trying out five or six games a month, Game Pass is, I would say it's the best deal you can find in video games right now. And I, as a Sony fan, I have no problem admitting that. (laughs) As somebody who wants to play a ton of games, especially new games when they come out, if I had a Game Pass on my PlayStation, I would definitely be using that right now. If I tried maybe Game Pass, I would honestly try out more games and maybe be interested in more franchises, honestly. It's, It's a good, like, there's 
what, like 100 games on there at a time or thereabouts. So there's always there's always stuff that's coming into Game Pass, always stuff that's leaving. So it, it does give you a little bit of pressure, but I think most things stay on there for quite a while. So it's not like Borderlands 3 and uh, Avengers being on PS uh, PS Now right now for like a couple of months. <laughs> so that is MLB The Show news. Crazy. We got one last thing this week for news and that is of course a nintendo direct rumor i i feel like there's one coming up i feel it in my feet a nintendo direct a nintendo direct <laughs> and our rumor this week is sponsored by markers on the map presents trial by energy drink this week's flavor is save menu strawberry wake, wake up, up man and, and listen, listen to this, this. a dreary road lies before our hero cast from his own time he looks at his hands gloves missing Overall is nowhere to be found, but in the distance, a snapback, green, adorned with a large letter L. He crawls over, weak and defeated, and places the hat atop his head. He stands, takes a breath, and the world around him comes to life. A neon-infused 3D platformer set to the most radical 80s soundtrack known to man is the name of the game, as Luigi finds himself thrown into the 80s on a quest to stop Bowser's brother, from Super Mario Bros. 2, from cementing an alternate timeline. Experience a cinematic story as Luigi leads his first 3D action platforming adventure through the neon-soaked cities where lawlessness runs rampant. Improve mobility through the use of star clothing, a new feature that lets you infuse abilities in our hero based on the clothes you wear. From hats to shoes, shirts, and accessories, Luigi will have over 500 stylish clothing options and ability synthesis through each one. Totally wicked! Fly! Blast fire from your hands! Shoot beams from your eyes! Face off against the minions of Bowser's brother, evil twin brothers of our usual foes, but much cooler because 80s and neon. Take on some of the most creative bosses a Nintendo franchise has ever seen, including Koopa Vice, the Karate Kamek, and the Star Skeksis. Hmm. Go through ten varied worlds in style and meet up with new versions of your favorite characters. Fashion mogul Wario runs Worldwide City alongside the Golden Diva, but they are not Luigi's enemies. They supply him with new styles every chance they can get through their messengers. The Femme Fatale. Daisy lives as a singer by day, but a masked vigilante at night, crushing enemies under her feet at any chance she gets. The undercover detective, King Boo, also appears, finally on the side of our hero, to uncover mysteries through haunting side quests. With a hundred unique gems to obtain, Luigi's quest against Bowser's brother will be long and perilous. But with all these characters and options, he's sure to find true thrill in every last minute. Master of Dimensions, pleaser of crowds. But watch out, Luigi. There's more to this than just time shenanigans. There is something darker here, something sinister. Discover the true odyssey in Super, Super Luigi, Luigi 80s, coming to a Nintendo Switch near you. So, I love this rumor. I want this to be a real game. I really hope this is in the next Nintendo Direct. Was that a Dark Crystal reference? That, that was a Dark Crystal reference. <laughs> I used to watch Dark Crystal when I was like four years old. <laughs> I had that on VHS and I used to play I'm very happy time. you caught that reference. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I, oh, Dark Crystal, they had that 
they it came back on Netflix and everything. I mm-hmm. I used to I used to mess with Dark Crystal a lot. Such a good, <laughs> they have like a whole comic series too. This is now about how happy I am that you got the reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I understand that reference. But so is this Luigi? Is this Luigi? Like, is this Luigi's Mansion, but in the eighties? Like, no, because this is a three D platformer. This is not a like a puzzle. Okay. This is so, like a like a legitimate three D platforming adventure. So Mario sixty four, but with Luigi in the eighties, or Odyssey. Any three D Mario yeah. works, but but better, but even better, because it's got Wario, but he's a fashion mogul. It's got Daisy, but she's a singer slash femme fatale, and it's got King Boo, Detective King Boo. Come on, the 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 idea that these characters are inhabiting different roles than their usual ones is just very exciting to me. Now, here's my question: Is this now? Here's the real question: Is this Mario lore or is this Dark Crystal lore? Hmm, I'm. I'm feeling like it's Mario lore because Bowser's brother is apparently trying to create or cement uh, a new timeline. And maybe this timeline gets, you know, mashed up with some Dark Crystal lore. So maybe for the game's purpose, it's trying to combine with it. But Luigi has to reverse it because why would he want to unleash the Skeksis onto the Mushroom Kingdom? Even though they totally would fit. If we're being honest. Yeah, it would fit. I think the the point here is we don't know how this game's gonna end. It might end with the timeline disruption. Like it might not be able to be reversed. That's the cool no, thing about That's true. Yeah, that's the that's the cool thing about these this apparently darker yet very cool direction that this game's gonna take. So I am I'm a hundred percent on board for this one. I mean all I gotta say is mm-hmm. <laughs> all right all right we got some games this week we uh, games. so i'll just touch on this it's not going to be as long as last week's discussion on this but monster hunter rise heard of it i heard, I heard of it you know so i finished all the high rank quests because the multiplayer in this game is so seamless compared to like any other multiplayer i've ever played including and not limited to monster hunter games i'm talking about everything um i was able to complete all the high rank missions now i'm kind of just doing the low rank one solo because i can i've got a good enough weapon not much to say besides what i said last time but i will say that some of the monsters have really grown on me fighting magnamalo for one um because i had to fight him to get his rare materials and you know most monsters in monster hunter have a a material that has a one to three percent chance of getting and i got two of these special materials from him in one fight so i was able to craft his like omega weapon um so that thing wrecks um i've got a good armor set now and and i'm just able to go hunt whatever monster i want at this point so that's cool um there was a mission where you fight two diablos and i i would consider diablos to be like one of if not the hardest monster to go up against but the online team i went with like really knew what they were doing and we handled both of them in like 15 minutes or something like that so that's the kind of like awesome things that can happen in in monster hunter so i'm just gonna probably try a new weapon out here pretty soon i've i've been using longsword but this is such a joy to play that i'm I'm, i've got a few in mind that i kind of want to try 
Uh, but because of every other game that decided to come out this week, <laughs> it's kind of proving hard. I, I haven't played Like a Dragon in like 10 days, <laughs> and I'm not done with that game yet. So uh, Monster Hunter, uh, there's there's our Monster Hunter update for this week. It's still just, I've got like 48 hours on it, so I guess that's the, the, the marker of how much I like a game is how how fast I got to 48 hours on on Monster Hunter. <laughs> I mean, I hear I always hear about that game. Like I am interested in the sense if it plays more like God Eater, I'm interested in it. I I would argue that this plays better than God Eater even. Ooh. And it's it's just insane how much of a step up it is from World. It's like weird to me, honestly. But I think the Monster Hunter mobile team knows exactly what they're doing. So yeah. So Daniel. Yes. You remember Sniper Elite, right? Oh yeah, that game with snipers and elites. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, uh, takes place, uh, you know, in like nineteen forties. You know, mm-hmm. Sniper mm-hmm. Elite. You know, uh, it's got the slow motion camera. It's pretty yeah, cool. yeah, got you know slow motion stuff, all that you know stealth and all that stuff. You gotta mm-hmm. take out mm-hmm. enemies. You know, win the mission. All right, so we we established we know the game. What if, how do you feel about zombies? Well, you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. So, so you, you, you're interested in zombies? Uh, they're okay every now and then. All right. What? How would you feel about zombies and Sniper Elite? Like, what if Sniper Elite but zombies? Yeah. Uh, I think I could go for that. It's pretty good for third-person shooter action. Okay, because that's basically what we played like last night. Zombie Army 4. <laughs> Zombie Army 4. This is one of the free games for the PlayStation Plus. Because uh, it's Oddworld, right? It's Oddworld? Yeah, Soulstorm, this, uh-huh. and Days, Days Gone, Gone for PS4 players. So, obviously we have Days Gone and Oddworld, Soulstorm. But, I don't know why, and I didn't want to mention this until now. You know that time when I told you, like, you know what? I want to try Sniper Elite. It looks interesting, and they gave it out for free. Yeah. (laughs) On the back of my mind, I always looked at Zombie Army 4, and I always said, it looks interesting. looks pretty interesting. I might, you know, if it was, like, free for PlayStation Plus, or if it was, like, 10 bucks at a like at, at a used game store or something like i'd probably pick it up and try it it always works out like that with you for ps plus you should will death stranding onto ps plus it has to be a game i'm i'm interested it's like oh, I'm, I'm interested in this and then just like not that interested to the point where i i'm looking for it but i just i just look and i'm like oh this looks interesting i might i might want to try it and then next thing you know a couple give it a month or two and it's you know on playstation plus and it's pretty decent from what we've played <laughs> Yeah, so Sniper Elite, we played the fourth one. That's the one they gave for free on PlayStation. Yes. Um, that one was mostly stealth. Uh, you can go and just, you know, taking out enemies and all that. But stealth was the key factor in that game. Like, you can do much more challenges. You can do better outcomes and, you know, have to not really fight as much enemies when you do stealth in Sniper Elite 4. But in this one, it's the opposite. So if you like the Sniper Elite, I guess, gameplay or the you know the mechanics or this and that, but you're like, I wish I was fighting more enemies and I was doing more stealth stuff. You Going can't just play. Quicker. Yeah, you could just play Zombie Army, any Zombie Army series, which you're surprised it's the fourth in the series. Yeah, I've not ever seen the first three. Um, I was just surprised right out of the gate 
um, the movement speed in general when you're not even running is really like comfortable for a third person shooter and this did get a like a like a patch yesterday to improve performance on the on the ps5 so i'm not entirely sure if it ran at 60 before but it definitely does now the mechanics themselves are pretty good the shooting feels all right the enemy variety is fine some enemies are more obnoxious than others um some of the objectives i'm not too into but like i think the pros far outweigh the cons you play a lot more shooters does this you know stand up to third person shooters in that respect to where it's like a solid solid gameplay i mean it's solid and it stands on its own but compare let me, let me think of like a third person shooter like you know what no i sniper lee and the zombie in the zombie army series honestly do stand toe-to-toe with the other like third person shooters because yeah. this is something they have that most of those don't where they don't have you choose between a primary with only one secondary yeah. or two primaries without a secondary in the sense that you can have your rifle and then another primary which is quote unquote considered a secondary but realistically it's another primary and then you can just have your sidearm yeah, I do like that, and how you just cycle through them by, if you want to use the pistol, you double-tap triangle. If you want to use your other quote-unquote primary weapon, you just press triangle to switch your weapons. It feels um, kind of Borderlands-esque in that, in that you mm-hmm. can have more than two. Um, I, I do enjoy that, and the weapons themselves have cool attachments that you can do. It kind of brings me to a, a part I don't think we were too solid on, um i'm not a big fan of having to you know go open these chests up individually like we have to do just to get ammo or something but the upgrade system is kind of stingy yeah that i was gonna bring that up that the upgrades are very stingy so be mindful of what you do with your upgrades i know there's like the whole you can with the rifle with the scope you can zoom that's an upgrade but i'm like that should have just been a default like you can zoom in so that's why i'm like oh you know what you don't need to zoom in that much so it's just like yeah i'm not gonna put that in my upgrade slot it just seems like we were going through chapters of these like of the campaign missions and i'm like i still don't have any upgrade kits i still don't have any upgrade kits i think you need to find them oh they're like i I pick them up i found some oh well then they're very well hidden yeah because I don't know, because I feel like some of them that you don't need to find, but there, I think there are some you do need to find. Mm, so it's like those optional ones. Um, yeah. And at the same time, the um, like the med kits, they're very spread out. And <laughs> yes, that that did cause us a, a, a small problem, but it was mostly my fault because I decided to rush at the flame guy with the flamethrower. And then when I turned around and couldn't see, I was just running into like some sandbags. <laughs> is it though is it really your problem in the uh, sense in the sense that you were at a at a base with multiple people and they should have medical bags on them they should have had medical kits on them especially in that one area where there wasn't any that was a whole area why wasn't there yeah. any medical kits <laughs> um but i'm i'm down to finish that one for sure um i think there's like nine missions yeah there's so nine each mission has like some chapters given you know five give or take a few chapters in them it's pretty good i'm i'm solid on zombie war 4 or zombie army 4 <laughs> it's one of those games where it's just 
you play it and you don't have to i know there's whole upgrades and this and that but you really don't have to think that hard on yeah it's it's one of those games you can just sit down and enjoy it for what it is and since it's on plus like i was saying it does give us a chance to not have to worry about getting your money's worth out of your plus subscription because your plus subscription paid for itself on the first month it's usually how it works out yeah Usually in the first month, it pays itself off. Yeah, especially when you get a Black Friday deal on the Plus, that that subscription's paid for with the games you get after after month. And, you know, we got a $50 um, game this month, Soulstorm. Um, Should we talk about Soulstorm for a second? Uh, Yeah, I haven't tried it yet, but I think you've tried it, right? Yeah, I played about... I played the first level, which is not indicative of the rest of the game, but it was still pretty good, and a little bit of the second level. Um... The first level kind of presents itself as an action platformer. That's not what this game is. It's it's a little slower paced than that. Um, but from what I've played from the second level, I, c- I can get into it. Um, there's a lot of, like, setups. Like, set this thing on fire so that an enemy can get burned by it while he's in that area. Or throw this water bottle to extinguish the fire. Stuff like that. So I, I haven't quite gotten to a part where I have to guide the, the people around. But... What I can say so far is that the tone and the presentation of this, the way the music works, the way the vibration works with the controller um, is actually really cool. And I'm a big fan of the presentation of this game. It's just there's something about it that's compelling to me, makes me want to keep playing it. And I think that it's going to merit at least a playthrough, maybe not a plat because I can see it getting frustrating at parts. But what I didn't know about this is that it's like i knew it's a sequel but it's a sequel to the remake of the first one so this is like a remake of abe's exodus a kind of sequel to odyssey but not considered to be a sequel to odyssey so this isn't like exactly the newest story but i'm finding a lot of charm in the way the characters are presented the voice acting it's and uh a youtuber that i know um actually they are a voice in the game so i'm excited to see when their voice cameo pops up so oddworld soulstorm cool. I'll, I'll give it some some more uh time before we really get into discussing it there's i'll probably be army uh zombie army 4 before i hit oddworld yeah it's like with the way this week's been going i've just been starting a bunch of games yeah. So, for example, Republic Commando, that Star Wars game that I played as a kid at a friend's house and never got to have because I didn't have a TV console. Well, let me tell you, that game is amazing. <laughs> I played about 45 minutes. Um, it takes place in the Clone Wars, and it's the Star Wars game where you fight all the weird, like, nightmarish versions of the enemies as a clone squad. Um, so I fell through the floor, and it and it and uh, <laughs> my app quit, and then... I, I was on a really hard part, and I fell through the floor again, but my app didn't quit, but I had to redo it. But that's okay, because I'm finally playing Republic Commando. (laughs) Isn't there a Star Wars show I'm thinking about right now? The Bad Batch? The Bad Batch, yeah, that comes out next month, actually. What's that about? I've been meaning to ask you about that. So the Bad Batch is, they were introduced in Clone Wars. They're like like a group of super clones. They all have, like abilities beyond what the normal clones have uh-huh. and they're they're like a, a like a special task force of clones and i think the bad batch premise is that um order 66 happened and the clones of course turn on everybody uh, this is spoilers for a 16 year old movie <laughs> <laughs> um 
but the Bad Batch is not turning against him, and I guess they're going to try and hunt him down. Okay. And I swear, the leader of the Bad Batch looks like Turok, just to bring this back to video game. <laughs> <laughs> See that, because you, you play the Star Wars, and I'm just like, I remember there's something like that. I feel like I, I needed to ask you about. Yeah, the the Republic Commandos are kind of like the Bad Batch. They're like a special group of clones, and they mm-hmm. the, the Republic Commando even showed up on an episode of the Clone Wars. It might have been like the 100th episode or something. So while this technically isn't canon anymore this game it's still pretty good um the funniest thing i found was that it set up like a pre-call of duty um first person shooter so the controls are not what you expect them to be but thankfully the game lets you remap any button to any control but it's like at r3 to zoom in the scope triangle to jump it's like weird stuff like that so i had to like change everything to make it feel like i was playing you know a modern day first person shooter so it's just a, a relic from that age that the the games have the different control schemes those pre-call of duty shooters yeah um other than that i still want to put some time into talking about persona 5 strikers and yakuza like a dragon but i haven't played either of those in a minute uh so we'll get back to those at some point i do quickly want to wrap us up with this though um fall guys fall guys is still going i think we're all still having fun with it they recently did an easter bunny costume but listen to me listen to me mm-hmm. i'm listening to all right i'm all ears starting today the day we're recording this podcast <laughs> they're doing a cat and i gotta have it i gotta have the cat costume from a fall guy there's a oh, so it's a cat costume. It's a cat costume, like a neon right. cat costume, or it's like a cat with like I don't know. It's a cat. I gotta have it. <laughs> and and what's more, is that they are crossing over with indie darling and beloved platforming gem, Shovel Knight, on April tenth. Oh. And oh, I gotta have it. It, it wouldn't be a podcast without talking about some cool Fall Guys costumes, like those Cajun fries that they still haven't released, and I really want to. Please, oh, please, Media Tonic, give me the Cajun fries. But the, the Shovel Knight costume, uh, I, I know I showed you the picture of it. I can't wait. I, and I also can't wait to do a Shovel Knight talk on this podcast at some point. I think I'll replay them before I do that, but ugh. And then I have to play them in general. Yeah, like, if there was such a thing as a perfect 2D platformer that's not Donkey Kong Country, 1, 2, and 3, it, it would be Shovel Knight. Come on, Mediatonic. I will gladly pay you some kudos on Friday for some Cajun fries on Thursday. I don't know if I like Thursday, <laughs> but i definitely pay them Saturday for some Cajun fries. <laughs> Fall guys, you gotta love them. Any announcements on any new courses or or anything like that from the new season? No, they've not announced a mid-season update yet, but Mm -hmm. I'd imagine by, like, maybe towards the end of May, they'll probably do it. Actually, no, I'm thinking maybe towards the end of this month they'll announce a mid-season update. I don't doubt it. I I don't doubt there'll be a mid-season update. Yeah, I'm thinking they'll add a final as well. Although that just could be me, my thoughts going crazy, but um, I'm thinking they'll add a new final based on the 4041 theme but aside from that i've not had a lot of time to i've been very busy this week with with some stuff um but i've 
been overwhelmed by the amount of things that have released this week. It's like there was Zombie Army, uh, mm-hmm. Fall Guys Easter costume, cat costume, Republic Commando, more Monster Hunter. There is Pac-Man 99, Soulstorm, and Borderlands 3 DLC that we're going to delve into on next week's show, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I watched Godzilla vs. Kong twice. <laughs> twice? How was it? Was it? A pretty good, it was a pretty good movie. Um, very exciting, good battles and all that. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's been coming out. And not a lot of time I've had, but mm, I'll get there. <laughs> I want to finish some games. Last Pac-Man tip of the day. Ooh. Don't put pesos in the Pac-Man machine. It won't take them. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Don't put pesos in the Pac-Man machine. And that was your three Pac-Man <laughs> tips of the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that about wrap us up for this week. Uh, I think that wrap. I think that should wrap everything up with news and what we've been doing this week with games. All right. So you know what it is next week, guys, Borderlands. Um, and like always, we want to thank you so much for listening. Please interact with our Twitter account, at Markers on the Map. We'd love to see who's listening and maybe engage with you guys. So that's cool. Um, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. That is the best place to do it. Um, and if you could please rate and leave a review, we would appreciate that. Um, but you can also listen on Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Podbean if you want. <laughs> and uh, I guess there's not much left to say. There, there, there never is at the end here. Uh, except Sega. 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 Please. We re-release Sonic 3 and Knuckles with the original Ice Cap Zone music. It would mean the world to all of Gameland. And that the real Disney golf was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later.